The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us again. And on this Thursday morning, as we have been going through the book of Colossians day by day, Monday through Friday, uh, live at 11, and then archived in Facebook, YouTube, and audio, and any kind of podcast format you listen to. Um, We are in Colossians chapter 2, so I encourage you to turn there and join along with us as I really don't know how many verses we will cover. I try to keep this within 10 to 12 minutes, and uh, so we're going to start in verse number 8, and we're going to work our way through the next few verses, and the way I look at it is whatever we don't finish today, we'll pick up tomorrow. Colossians chapter 2, verse number 8. First of all, verse 7, Paul makes the point that we are to be rooted in him, rooted in him and the faith and the things that what brought us to salvation is what sustains us in everyday life. Um, Then we get to verse 8. He says, beware, so he gives a warning to this church, beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And so he gives four warnings in verse number eight that he says that can become in and be damaging. He says these things aren't after Christ. The thing is, we're rooted in him, we're following him. And I guess one of the simple ways to put this is that church and what we're following and where our direction, what we're supposed to be thinking, really is not supposed to be complicated. Religion makes it complicated, all these extra things. We, We are to come to Christ for salvation, in simple faith like a child, follow the word of God in faith, same way, and that is, it's really supposed to be that simple. We make it complicated and we do that uh, in multiple reasons. We feel better sometimes, somebody else comes in and we wanna wanna be like this person. And so Paul, in this passage, gives four warnings, four things that he says, beware that these four things be not in here. Let me me go down to verse nine. I'll get to the four things in verse eight, but I want you to see verse nine. He says in verse nine, for in him, because these things you're talking about are not after Christ, in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What he's saying is these four things we'll talk about in a moment. You don't need them. You have Christ. You have everything you need in him. You don't need to add more. You don't need to know more. You don't need to get beyond the simplicity of Christ in the Bible. That's what it's meant to be. Simple, straightforward. Here's the Bible. Now, don't get me wrong. Always understanding the Bible, always obeying the Bible, not necessarily most simplistic way to do it. Not not always simple, if you understand what I'm saying. But it's there. At least it's straightforward what we see. So verse number eight. It says, beware lest any man spoil you through, and he says, number one, philosophy. And he's talking about worldly wisdom. Uh, Someone comes in and they have all this great wisdom from the world, and, and what they do is they want to either get away from the Bible with all of the great worldly wisdom, or they try to take the Bible to prove worldly wisdom. And here's, here's how I would say it this way. Instead of the Bible establishing our perspective on certain things in the world, the world's establishment comes in, tells us how we're supposed to view the Bible. Uh, you can see that a lot today. The world's view, the world's philosophy, the world's thinking has established things that are very anti-God. And a lot of churches have come up and said, well, you know, at some point we just need to recognize that the world's, world's evolving and we need to evolve with it. We do not evolve with the world. We do not change with the world. We stand strong on the word of God. Please understand, lovingly, compassionately. But the fact is that God's words don't change. God's commands don't change. Sin is sin. And right is right, wrong is wrong, all based upon who God is. Those things don't change. And so we can't look at the world and say, well, the world thinks, you know, 
Uh, and marriage is not really that important. You can just live together. The world thinks that, you know, it, you know, if they really need that money, they can steal it, whatever. You know, we could go into a lot of other things, too. And we can't look at the, well, the world says it's okay. Yeah, the Bible, I don't, I don't know if that really fits today. It doesn't matter. The Bible is relevant for every day. So we must filter our view of the world, our, our worldview through the Bible, not change the Bible, adapt. And that's really what he's talking about. So he goes in verse 8, one through philosophy, then he goes then through vain deceit. And simply, vain, vain is empty, which means what they're trying to talk you and teach you and push you to is empty, it's worthless, there's nothing of great importance. And so really what the most simplistic way you can see that is you find people coming in trying to get you to believe and talk about and get engaged in things that are empty. Uh, they're not really important in the world, and they're definitely not important in the eyes of Christ. Why would that happen? Because here's the thing. Satan is okay with us going to church as long as we're not focusing on the right thing. So as long as we can be focused on things that really don't matter, they carry no true weight to our life. They don't help us. They don't help the church. They don't help our families. They don't help each other. They don't help our marriages. They're empty. As long as that's what we focus our attention on. So we can come and we can get frustrated over something that is differently practically than we like, or we can get frustrated over, you know, the sound system's too loud, it's too dark, it's too bright. You know, as I'm saying, we can get really, let me give you an example of something in today's day and age. We can get overly consumed and our conversation can be all about politics. But in the realm of our walk with God, it's empty. It's, it's, it's not of any grave, life-transforming importance. Okay, uh, and we can. we can. We can get and argue about a lot of things that just really don't matter. That's why it's empty deceit. And they deceive us. Now, some of it's going to be other religions, other, other thinkings. Some of it's going to be things that, okay, we understand the Bible's the core, but they add to things and they bring out things that they claim are of massive importance. And, and they might even twist some scripture to make it work. But in reality, the Bible doesn't really reference that. And you're really spiritual if you do these things. And that's the problem, or you don't do these things. And that's where the key is empty. There's not much Bible behind it. So the key is when you're hearing something, don't look at whether the guy is or the lady is great at explaining it, whether they're really smart. The question is, is what they're saying, how does it apply to Scripture? So that's what we go back, go back to Christ. And he says, so he says, philosophy and vain deceit. Um, I'm lost my place here. He goes, and then after the traditions of men. And so here's another issue that can grow. And by the way, we see this heavily in your more heavily religious, um, traditional churches. Um, you, you have all these things, and I actually had one um, official in one of these churches state this. I stated that we follow the Word of God, and that's it. He said, well, you know, it's great. We have the Word of God, too, but we have something better. We have tradition. And I, I was, if I hadn't heard that with my own ears, I probably wouldn't have believed it. That their comment was, we have something even better, and that is the tradition. And a lot of churches do that. They're not world's tradition. They're their tradition. And so you have the Bible, but to really come to God, you have to follow the Bible. Then you have to follow the tenets of the church. These are traditions of men. These are things that m most occasions have no scripture behind them at all. Uh, their hierarchy in their church, their church hierarchy has established it. It's good for their church. If you're a good whatever it would be, um, then you're going to do these things. You're not doing these things. You're going to follow. You're going to follow these traditions. Can I tell you, it's simply this. God has given us everything we need in the word of God, in his word, in his Bible. He's not, he's not asked us to do more. Because here's my, here's my big battle with it. If God wanted us to do more, why didn't he tell us about it? And then the other problem is, if, if the hierarchy of the church can change it, then they can change anytime they want. See, the problem is man, in any level of hierarchy, no matter how high they are, are flawed and sinful. There is no human that is beyond sin. None. 
No matter what the churches say, we are all human, we are all flawed. We can't let a human, a flawed human that has emotions and struggles and sin and temptation establish what's right and wrong today. It goes back to the Bible and only the Bible. So anything added to it, we need to stay away from. It sounds good and it's sometimes really spiritual, or at least it feels spiritual, but we need to stay away from those things. And he finishes warning four. He says, after the rudiments of the world, simply the ways of the world. It kind of goes back to vain deceit, some of the same, and philosophy, same idea, but simply put, um, now we're not really concerned about church. We get, really, we get engaged in the world. There's so many things in the world that are so massively important that God becomes number four on the list, all right? I need to do work, I need to make money, I need to do this, and you know, and, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, if, if, you, if you miss something for a family event once in a while, I don't think it's massive, but can I encourage you, if you decide that you're not gonna be in church for a quarter, you know, three or four months because of some things in family, maybe the things of the world have taken, taken priority over us. And that's where I think we gotta come down to it. We're either going to make Christ number one in our life or we are not, there's not in between. There's not, well, this is my season, and I'll come back to church, things of that nature. Because my experience, I saw through the pandemic, is we don't. Once we're comfortable not being there, then we rarely come back. It, it's just harder. Most churches across the country saw that. So that's one of the things I'd say. we got to make sure that the, the, the rudiments of the world, the things of the world, are not pulling us away from God. So he says there are four warnings, the philosophy and the knowledge of the world, or even great religion, vain deceit, empty arguments over things that have very little Bible and really don't matter, the tradition of men that can be spiritual traditions, but they're just of the men and the rudiments of the world. None of these are after Christ. He said, in Christ dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's where our core is. That's where we need to focus our attention. These things are making its way into the church. Legalism and lies and tradition and all these things are worldly philosophy making its way into the church. And this church of Colossae is battling this. What do we do? And the simple answer was compare the teachings and the speakings of the things to the word of God. Let your Holy Spirit be a guide. He'll let you know sometimes what's wrong. You don't need to know why. You just need to know the Holy Spirit is saying that's wrong. Keep your eyes focused on those things. Keep your eyes on God. Keep your eyes on the Word of God. Compare the truth. Filter it through the Bible. Let that be your guide. Some of the greatest, most popular preachers today will give you those four things, and it'll be empty. It'll be a lie. They want to look good. They want to make money, and I'm not against people making money, but if I'm going to compromise the truths of Scripture to make money, then I'm in massive trouble, even as a preacher, even if I'm even saved. You'll be very careful about that. There's a lot of them out there today, and our goal is not to follow a man or a woman. The goal is to follow the Word of God. Thanks again for joining us this morning. Great greatly appreciate the privilege that I have to be part of your day. I hope this is a help. I hope this helps challenge us and encourage us as we evaluate and be able to realize that we're not trying to follow any person or any movement. We stay and follow solely God and His Word. Thanks again for joining us today. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow.